you know, I thought genuinely at the age of 21, 22, my career was over. I wouldn't be able to get a job again because I got sacked. And, you know, it was, it was terrible. I knew that I could do it and I knew that I could um, hopefully do it quite well and, and just help people. That's all I've wanted to do ever. It's more than just social selling, it's more than just enablement of C-level and execs and stuff like that. It's more than just enabling sales. It's a, it's a company that is, the premise of it is to give back and to help people that society often overlook and that mm -hmm. are people that have come up from, you know, dodgy backgrounds, but also people that have been in prison. So that's the reason for Past is Past, is don't let your past define your future. I just think there should be more opportunity and I genuinely believe when there's more opportunity you're going to have less reoffending, um, and you're going to give without sounding really really cliche and I'm sure this is probably copyrighted by someone but giving hope to the hopeless and ultimately that's what Pastors Pastors is all about. If you look at a company that has 10,000 followers, for example, and then you have the same company that has let's say 10,000 employees. Right? Those employees have 500 connections each. And if you think about reach and influence, that employee base that you've got is far more lucrative than sharing a couple of posts on your LinkedIn page and yeah. making two or three people like your comments. I'm not saying it's arrogant because I really don't think of myself as an arrogant person, but I do think that mentality has, has kind of altered my way of thinking, which is great now that I've realised it. But you know, back then when I was, I was kind of sitting there thinking, oh yeah, they're, they're all coming to me, you know, yeah. it's just not the right way of thinking it. And, and actually, you know, it's, it's a good learning curve because like, this is what business is all about. It's all about learning. I was actually going to wrap passes past up. I was, I was genuinely thinking about it in the last few days. I was thinking to myself, shall I park it, try and get myself out of this little hole that I'm in so I can allow myself to then focus. But then I thought, actually, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm a graft. I'm a graft as much as I need to. 18, 19, 20 hours a day, doesn't matter, right? But I'm not going to allow the naysayers to be correct. On this episode of the Pocket Mastermind podcast, we speak to social sales expert Louis Watkins. Louis talks to us about the important role that social selling plays in any organisation and he also shares candidly his experience of starting and running a business while supporting a young family. If you'd like to find out more about Louis, you can find him online at passespass.co.uk or linkedin.com forward slash the social sales chap. Welcome Louis Watkins, founder of Passes Past and first ever guest on the Pocket Mastermind podcast. Lovely, cheers mate, pleasure to be here. Cheers for coming on mate. Cheers Steve. Um, so I think the best way for us to start this is to let's rewind back to uh, leaving school, careers up to this point now of past is past and how you ended up in this um, particular career. Um, so if you give us like a give us a snapshot of leaving school, careers, and then where we are now. Gotcha. All right, mate. Um, so uh, like with um, any school kid, um, I was gobby. Um, but I had some smarts there as well. So I decided to go and do A-levels uh, with the intention of going to uh, uni to get my doctorate in medicine because I love medicine, still nice. love medicine now. Um, 
Yeah, it makes us better, doesn't it? That's it, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and, uh, <laughs> can you turn his mic? And I then once I'd um, kind of finished my levels, uh, three years. So obviously, usually it's two years. Um, I lost a best friend, and the end of um, my first year of doing A levels, and and that kind of put a stop to everything. So I decided, well, I'm just gonna not focus on that. And when I say close to it, three days before my exam started, um, he, was, he was killed in a hit and run. So I then decided I was gonna retake the year, um, which I did. Uh, I finished my A levels, and once I finished, I thought to myself, um, I'm gonna take some time out. Don't want to go straight into uni now, um, especially to to do a doctorate or anything like that because mm -hmm. of how long it takes. Um, it transpires that I wasn't as intelligent as I thought, and I uh, and my A levels wouldn't have got me there anyway. It's not all bad, um, but I still I still don't get me wrong. I still love I still love medicine now, um, but I certainly don't regret not doing it. I don't yeah. regret anything in my life. Um, and then yeah, so I I landed a job um, actually working in medical devices and, and equipment, anaesthesia and medical gas, and um, really enjoyed it because I really found it quite interesting. Um, I subsequently left that job after three years. Um, I got sacked from it. Um, you got sacked, yeah. I did indeed, mate. Yeah. For um, what? Uh, for, for being on the internet too much. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, nothing promiscuous <laughs> or anything like that. Um, and ironically, actually, one of the sites that came up most was Twitter. Okay. Um, so it's, I, I, you know, at the end of the in day, the early days, right? Yeah, right. Very early days. Yeah, really. Um, like it's to the point where um, celebs, in you know, in speech marks, <laughs> um, were would actually reply to you if you tweeted them. Yeah. So I actually did converse with back in the day some quite significant people of that time. It was about twelve years ago. Steady doing um, your job. Ten, ten, yeah, ten, twelve years ago. Um, exactly. <laughs> that. Um, Jordan being one of them. Who did? Uh, the oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, decent. Yeah, was, she yeah. blocked me actually. Oh, did she? Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember why. But, yeah. Not... Um, so uh, yeah, I was well chuffed for that. Not so much after the effects of, of being on Twitter too much, but um, I took some time out um, of the the kind of corporate world. You know, I was only three years in, but I I was kind of like I need to burned out. Decide what I want to do. Executive stress, exactly. yeah. It was it was the worst thing I'd experienced in terms of my corporate kind of life, um, and uh, and and you know I thought genuinely at the age of 21, 22, my career was over. I wouldn't be able to get a job again um, because I got sacked, and you know it was it was terrible, right? I can look back and laugh now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, do you think you might have overreacted? Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I sat in my car just like. Why have I done? Um, did your parents hammer that home as well? Uh, no, like? no, actually, to be honest with you, they were more miffed at the at the company. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, should be allowed that sort of thing, shouldn't it? different yeah. conversation, mate. Yeah, yeah um, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that one. Yeah, right. um, anyhow, um, so I was very, actually, I must tip my hat to my parents, actually. They've been very supportive of all the things that I've, not, not all of the decisions I made, but most yeah. of the decisions I made. Um, anyway, took some time out. I worked a floor lane, um, some groundwork as well. Um, and actually, when I was working with one of the one of the groundwork companies, um, I ended up having a conversation with um, one of the the oldest of the four generations that worked for this company. He said quite candidly, you know, you should really be using your gift to talk to people and putting that somewhere else and not here. And I, I thought, actually, yeah, you know what, I'll uh, I'll do that. Um, so then I landed a temp role um for a, a company that was very well known back in the day uh, um, in schools and so on they built a lot of uh, computer equipment for schools a company called rm and um i loved it actually to be honest with you it put me right in front of the people that i would eventually start working with in the future uh, I, I got to go to sites i got to go and 
make sure that stuff was being delivered. If anything was going wrong, people come to me to resolve it. Um, so problem resolution and stuff like that was a big part of that role. And then I realized actually, you know, sales is where I want to go. Yep. Uh, an opportunity came up at a business that ironically I only wanted to work with because it was the building that I was really interested in. Um, it was a company called Sophos. And that's where really my, my kind of love of tech really came into effect and <clears throat> left Sophos, went to WebSense, one of their competitors. First time and only time I've ever put on Garden Leaf. Um, <laughs> which was awesome nice. <laughs> to be honest with you for <laughs> yeah. two weeks. And then oh, the next week was brutal. The next couple of weeks were brutal because um, I just got bored. I'm the kind of person that constantly needs to be busy. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that might explain why I've got kids so close together and, <laughs> yeah. and a wife and a house and all that in, within the space of two years. Um, <laughs> You're definitely yeah. busy now. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, and then um, uh, from WebSense, I went to Microsoft in, in, a, in a sales-orientated role. Um, as a solution specialist, um, uh, selling into typically around about 5,000 employee companies, um, desktop and um, devices. And uh, in that time there, I, I'd already used social media to kind of help me with my, my jobs. You know, when I was in, in WebSense, I was in sales, so I was using it because I was finding people on social that I'd want to converse with. So yeah. I was able to connect with them rather than just constantly trying to pick up the phone and, and email and stuff like that, because we know how successful email is, especially these days. <laughs> And um, I was working with a lady on the whole on the whole social selling front, and um, she said, you know, would you ever be interested in this? And it was like, absolutely, I'd love to do this kind of helping salespeople do more and be better. And uh, fast forward a couple of months, an opportunity came up. So she contacted me and said, are you interested in in doing this? And and lo and behold, um, it was actually her going off on maternity leave that opened up the role. A lady called Steph Mills, who I still keep in contact with now, um, and you know I said it before i'll say it again she she is the reason why i do social selling and why i'm in this game now mm -hmm. um you know because i was in sales i was kind of looking at it objectively which i think was really helpful for the for the marketing function because they had someone from sales trying to support sales um but funded by marketing yeah. whereas previously uh, it was kind of really led by marketing and and, mm -hmm. and supported by marketing so i suggested a few changes um and i was told well basically yeah if you want to do that then own it be on you if it, if it doesn't work but long story short you know grew the program successfully in the uk we were seen as the the, the leaders in it globally um for microsoft um worked with emia and some countries around emia to help them develop their programs in south america and, and work very closely with the us once linkedin were acquired by microsoft i then felt that actually my job to try and advocate linkedin into the sellers in microsoft was not really as, as poignant as it was previously mm -hmm. because now it was almost like an expectation right. yeah um and because of that i then started to look for other opportunities i then moved to a company called sage um so, uh, an accounting software company and i was i was only there for seven months i led their the global kind of social selling strategy from there i went to um, a company called rackspace who are uh, uh like a pro services company they manage um kind of data centers on behalf of people and, and but yeah they they're big in the cloud um yeah. they they offer the services around uh, amazon google and aws um and i kind of had a, a few different roles in there so i managed a, a team of business development guys um I doubled it in size i looked after it for a year um for maternity cover again i also did the social selling thing around the around the sales floor and I also then work with leadership in, in leadership enablement, basically, to make them more social and more accessible to internal people as well as external people on, mm -hmm. a, on a social media front. 
and I think that was the catalyst then to actually help <clears> me decide that I want to I want to um, do something uh, separate to companies mm -hmm. and do my own thing and help multiple companies rather than just one I knew that I could do it and I knew that I could um, hopefully do it quite well and and just help people that's all I've wanted to do ever past is past um, which is the company now that I've I've kind of um, kick-started it's more than just social selling it's more than just um, enablement of um, C-level and execs and stuff like that um, it's more than just enabling sales um, it's, it's a company that is the premise of it is to give back and to help people that society often overlook and that mm -hmm. are people that have come up from you know dodgy backgrounds um, but also people that have been in prison mm -hmm. so that's the reason for past is past is don't let your past define your future uh, back in 2013 I uh, was in London and unfortunately I met six of London's finest youths and they, <laughs> they decided to take my phone and my wallet off of me um, which to be honest with you I wasn't overly fussed with they could have probably done it without the knife I probably would have appreciated that a little bit more yeah. um, but I think that starts you might not give in to them without the knife yeah I was like I would, <laughs> yeah. I would have just chinned them but I said um you know, I it kind of I think that started a bit of a fire in my belly in a really weird way. Um, and that was that it's a shame that people feel that in order to make some money, they need to do things like that. Mm -hmm. so, so that's the reason for it. So um, although I do digital selling, social selling, whatever you want to call it, and, you know, exec engagement and, and what have you and employee advocacy, um, the reason why I'm doing it is to create mm -hmm. an opportunity to be able to work with um, ex-offenders, uh, people that are still in prison, that are kind of you know on their way to being released, um, because I think that a lot of people should be afforded the opportunity to not have to go down one particular route because of their past. Mm -hmm. I do believe that the the world of sales and marketing, especially, is is ripe for having people um, that have been in prison and stuff like that given an opportunity to be able to fall into there rather than just kind of down the usual route of being in a trade or what have you and there's nothing against the trade um i just think there should be more opportunity and yeah. i genuinely believe where there's more opportunity you're going to have less reoffending, um and you're going to give without sounding really really cliche and i'm sure this is probably copyrighted by someone but giving hope to the hopeless mm -hmm. and ultimately that's what past is past is all about um long way off of it um if there is anyone in the prison system that's listening to this, give me a shout. Um, you know, uh, um, careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, well, not not in the actual system. Give you your one phone call a day. Exactly. But no, um, you know, like governors and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'd love to be a part of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's what I was going to say. It's probably a good opportunity to exp give us a an idiot's guide to what social selling is. Um, so that we understand and then obviously if anyone is in this is listening who's interested in getting in contact yeah um, it might, might make some sense but yeah so um, social selling uh, I, I don't like the term social selling I think it's been and gone now it's dated you're not selling mm -hmm. you're creating without sounding really cliche again relationships right with people that you ultimately want them to buy your solutions and stuff like that yeah. but you can do that very easily without selling and that is by becoming a trusted advisor the go-to person that these people can speak to because they know that you know what you're talking about. Um, you know, I've I worked with many great salespeople in the past that are just phenomenal when it comes to their understanding of different technologies and stuff like that. And those are the people that really should be doing articles and stuff like that and talking about 
the um, the enablement of the product. So that's what social selling is. It's about creating a brand and a presence online that people come to know and trust. Um, it's moving now away from social selling. It's more digital selling now. Um, but still, it's the selling thing that kind of, because mm-hmm. you're not. <laughs> you talk and then the theory is the people see that you know what you're talking about and they come see you and have a chat yeah. to you. Um, it, it doesn't replace cold calling or email or anything like that. A lot of people will say it. That's, that's a rubbish, um, my opinion, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then obviously the byproducts of that is the exec engagement piece, sales enablement. Um, you know, the, the, the worst thing that anyone can do is um, try and help people be more social when they're not doing it themselves or they've never done it before or they've never been told how to do it. Because then what you start to get are people that send multiple messages on LinkedIn, um, Twitter, and DMs and stuff like that, saying the same crappy sales message over and over again and wondering why they're not getting any responses or anything like that. And that's because they've been taught differently. Or, or incorrectly, actually, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record and say that it's the wrong way to teach people to um, to be sales and stuff like that. Uh, I I think also um, there's a, there's a big part of it. employee advocacy is a massive part of, of social selling, so or digital selling. So when you um, start to create a presence online, mm-hmm. you then become an advocate or seen as an advocate of the business. Um, so the business is in essence getting free marketing. You might not actually be talking about the product that they're selling, but just having your face and your association to that brand is is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I try and help companies understand. So not just the people, but the businesses understand that if you use your employees' network to encourage them to talk about what they think and, and so on and so forth from a personal perspective on things, um, as long as it's legit mm-hmm. and, and Okay. And, ut- and utilizing the employees then to ultimately yeah. share content that may be generated by a central yeah. social account. Yeah, you know, so a lot of employee advocacy tools, for example, are classes like a, a repository for business-related content. Yeah. So your companies, your, your marketing organizations can feed all the great content that they're doing into there, mm-hmm. and then you encourage your employees to share that content but justify why they're sharing it, you know? Explain why you think this post about productivity is good, you know, because... Put, puts in your opinion on something it can still be corporate information but putting your opinion on something separates it from the stuff that's being pushed out by the, the company's channels mm-hmm. and then if you think about the whole concept of linkedin and social media in essence in terms of the cascade effect where someone likes your post that then becomes visible in their news feed and then it might encourage other people to interact with that post and so on and so forth if you look at a company that has ten thousand followers for example um and then you have uh, the same company that has let's say 10,000 employees, right? Those employees have 500 connections each, mm-hmm. right? And if you think about reach and influence, that employee base that you've got is far more lucrative than sharing a couple of posts on your LinkedIn page and yeah. making two or three people like mm-hmm. it or comment on it. So um, why companies aren't doing it more? I don't know. Um, it's great for me. It's given me <laughs> opportunities to, to work with them. Um, and. The great thing is, is uh, it's not just the case of it opens doors for the op- for the company, also op- opens up opportunities for the for the people that I work with as well. And again, we'll go back to that whole thing about helping people. You genuinely see people transform mm-hmm. when they look at this and they're focused on it and they do it properly. Um, you know, it's, it's all about small wins because you don't click your fingers and you get multiple opportunities coming through your door um, just because you update your headline mm-hmm. on LinkedIn or you change your Twitter bio. 
um, it takes effort and it takes graft, which is why I don't like master classes and stuff like that because you're yeah. promising something that genuinely will not resolve. Yeah, of course. Right? Um, and 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 yeah, um, and also a, a big part of it is not about scripts or anything like that. Um, be yourself. Make sure that every time you communicate with someone, it's for them, not just a mass message and stuff like that. Because we all know that scripts don't work. You know, it's just, it doesn't work on emails. Why would it work anywhere else? So, yeah. so how have you found winning new <coughs> business to do this with? I've been quite fortunate in the sense of um, I have got a good customer base. Right. Not customer base, but prospect base on LinkedIn. Um, everything I do is through LinkedIn um, because obviously I've got to practice what I preach, right? Um, I've got a good network of, of, of people that have moved about in companies, um, have had exposure to me, so they know what I might have done in sales versus what I've done in the whole social thing. Um, so the opportunities have come to me um, thus far yeah, uh, because of word of mouth and, and stuff like that, um, which is great. Absolutely, yeah. But bad as well because it's made me a little bit lazy expecting that it's going right, to come yeah, with yeah, yeah. Um, not saying it's arrogant because I really don't think of myself as an mm -hmm. arrogant person but I do think that mentality has, has kind of altered my way of thinking which is great now that I've realised it but you know back then when I was, I was kind of sitting there thinking oh yeah they're, oh, they're all coming to me you know yeah. it's just not the right way of thinking it and, mm -hmm. and actually you know it's, it's a good learning curve right because this is what business is all about it's all about learning um, I wouldn't say it's a failure class anything like that as a failure but it's certainly something that if i was to continue doing what i was doing then i would quite deservedly you know be in a really bad position mm -hmm. <laughs> whereby <laughs> um you know i'll wrap things up which hopefully won't happen how long um does a a win last for so you get a company you get a company on board yeah. what's the typical sort of yeah i was gonna say talk, talk me through like, i i've got a business yep is there a size of business where it becomes it, it's not really worthwhile or is it was it worthwhile for the the one-man band it's Talk worthwhile for that. anyone anyone who genuinely wants to be better mm -hmm. and do better on social um the one thing that i try and explain to people is whether we like it or not we need to go digital mm -hmm. right um there's a saying i can't remember who it's by but it says it's not a case of when we go digital it's how well we do it mm -hmm. and that's so poignant right and it's so relevant so whether you're a one-man band or a one-lady band, um, got me PC and all that. Um, <laughs> uh, so whether you're either one of those all the way through to a 50,000-employee company, everyone should be doing it or at least encouraged to do it. Um, and it's not just sales, right? It's everyone mm -hmm. in the business. Um, support, HR, finance, everyone should have a presence because, one, it makes you aware of, of a brand if there's more people within that brand talking about things yeah doesn't just have to be about the company talking about experience and yeah. stuff like that but also in terms of one's career prospects and stuff like that having a presence makes you more accessible to people as well mm. so there's a byproduct of talking about what you think yeah. and that is attracting the right kind of people so that takes us on nicely to uh, where you are now mm -hmm. uh, and your experiences with starting the business talk us through the highs and the lows that you've had uh, in setting up past this past and maybe kick off with some of the the challenges some of the things you didn't, didn't you didn't see coming that kind of thing to begin with so um absolutely we'll start with the, with the lows first and end on the highs and all that stuff um i have got a lot of personal debt so one of the things that i didn't take into account was how much i relied on a salary 
um, and the the kind of the worry that comes with that when you don't have that salary coming in at the end of the month um, and that safety net and you have to make sure that you've got the pipeline there uh, and you've got the opportunities and the conversations happening um, I I suppose the I, I left with no real kind of way of paying for things either I didn't have any money in the side or, or anything like that so I, I have had to in essence increase my personal debt in order to get all the tech and all that stuff that I need in order to actually do a job um, and it's, it's amazing how quickly all that stuff adds up you know flight here train there your new laptop subscriptions and all of that kind of stuff and all of a sudden you're looking at like seven months in and everything's a subscription these days right? yeah and you, you've already spent five grand mm. in, the, in the business uh, and uh, that's already gone on your credit cards and stuff like that and you're kind of like oh geez no way of really seeing how you're gonna be able to recoup that which leads really nicely actually then into um, when you set up a limited company and, and you're paying yourself a salary and all that stuff, you have to do everything. You know, the, the, you have to do the accounts, payroll, if you don't have an accountant like I don't, website management, SEO, don't even get me started on SEO, <laughs> search engine optimization for any of you that are interested I don't know what it is. Um, you know, that I haven't even touched on. I've thought about it, but I'm not going to even bother. Um not for for a good while yeah <laughs> uh, maybe when past is past the, the the premise of the business yeah. the actual background of it when that maybe kicks off that's when maybe i'll look into that properly but at the moment no uh, and 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 yeah and little things like that that mount up they 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 look small but when you get loads of them together mm -hmm. they then become quite a headache so that's been that's been tough that's been tough to deal with um the constant worry actually i don't care what anyone says it is a constant worry. You know, when you're associated to your own brand, you're worried about saying the wrong things, worried about doing the wrong things. Um, there's there's all the all the concern that you're you're doing everything correctly as well. You know, with old Mr. Taxman, mm -hmm. it's unforgiving. You know, doesn't matter how junior or how old you are in business, uh, you do something wrong, it comes down on you on a ton of bricks, like, like a ton of bricks. Sorry. So there's there's always that worry as well. Um, that you're doing you're doing everything right and by the book I want an honest business uh, I'm not the kind of person that would swindle something here just to kind of give me a bit of rest mm -hmm. or something or a break or something um, you know at the end of the day I make the rod whatever that saying is <laughs> yeah, you know, rod, rod for your own back rod for my own back that's the one <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah you know I gotta you know make sure that I'm, I'm doing everything above board uh, and again that money money mm. is associated to that um and and yeah so it, that's been a challenge money 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 that's that's always the problem right? <laughs> root of all evil <laughs> it is it really is um and actually you see people change as well in their opinion of you uh -huh. or the way that they interact with you and i don't know whether it's a jealousy thing um or what uh i i had my at my last company the um cto top top bloke um I, I explained to him what I was doing when he when he heard that I was leaving, and he was just brilliant. He was so kind of like encouraging. He mm -hmm. was like, "You can do this, mate. You can do this. You know what you're doing. Um, keep me in the loop. Keep me in contact." Uh, and then someone else, he wasn't in the company, but someone that I used to work with, I mentioned to them what I was doing, and they were like, "Why would you do that? You're just setting yourself up for a fail." It's because they'd fail. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. That. That's why. Exactly. So that kind of made me even more <laughs> determined. You know, give the bloke a middle finger and be like, "Well, suck on this, right?" Yeah. And, watch. Uh, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Watch me. And you know, uh, 
because of all of that, also, another thing, when you're not well. And when I, I'm not saying a cold. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm not going to give you the sub story, but last couple of months, I've been hammered by different viruses, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. So much so that dragging myself out of bed is the worst thing I could have possibly done. I have to do it because I've got kids. Mm-hmm. It's a young family, so I need to support my wife and, and I need to look after my kids. Um, the last thing I want to do is open up a screen and look at a screen for all day. But I'm not afforded the opportunity of having sick pay or anything like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, you know? yeah. So I need to stay I need to stay well clear of any any of that stuff. Um, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes you just can't help it. You, you do become unwell. So there's so there's that, and then ultimately, I was actually going to wrap passes past up. I was I was genuinely thinking about it the last few days. I was thinking to myself, shall I park it, try and get myself out of this little hole that I'm in, so I can allow myself to then focus. But then I thought, actually, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm a graft. I'm a graft as much as I need to, 18, 19, 20 hours a day doesn't mm-hmm. matter, right? But I'm not going to allow the naysayers to be correct. Um, I really, actually, to be honest with you, I don't care. I don't care what people think. You know, at the end of the, I'm doing this for me and my family. I want mm. to leave a legacy. I want to be mortgage free. So then, if I do pop my clogs, when I when I do pop my clogs in the future, I leave my kids with something. Yeah. You know, not just the house, but a business. Mm-hmm. You know, if my kids wanted to be a part of that business, fantastic. If they didn't, well, not a problem. You know. Um, I think what's important to remember is that it's really hard. What you're doing is really hard, um, and you're going to experience some serious lows. But if you did park it to come back to it another day it would still be just as hard yeah, the second yeah. time around and the third time around. So you might as well yeah. you might as well properly dig in now and do the hard work now yeah. rather than come back to it and, and have this same problem. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. And if and if you've read Think and Grow Rich, it'll, it'll strike your mind back to the story of striking of stopping three feet from gold. gold right? yeah, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I um that and rings it, in my head every time I think about quitting something now. Yeah, yeah. And that really that really comes quite nicely into um the highs yeah. of the business, right? So if you look at it from a, I'm not going to talk about the monetary side of things because that is something I don't want to focus on. Yeah, yeah. As long as I've got a roof over my head, I can afford to feed my kids. Yeah. I'm doing this for that reason. I don't care about having a Lamborghini. Yeah. Well, that's or, success, or a, isn't it? Or a 10-bedroom house and all that stuff. Yeah. Because I did a post on LinkedIn that was, you know, I, I often look at other people's success and then realize actually some of my failures and people are like, well, it's your interpretation of success and so on, which was oh, quite apt. Yeah. Yeah. I, del- I actually ended up deleting that post because I think a few people were a little bit worried by it. Didn't mean it in the way that yeah. it might have come across. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so if we talk about, you know, people looking at what you're talking about, yeah. people do see it, right? I know that you commented as well, yeah. right? Which was, which I appreciated. Um, uh, so from, from that side of things, of course, so far, I've been able to keep the roof over my head, or our head. I, I, I don't think I'll ever get into a position because of uh, my brilliant support network that that would ever happen. Exactly. I wouldn't want there ever to be a conversation, though. That's a safe place. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm a man of faith. I love my faith. So I'm very thankful, um, and, and, I, and I thank regularly um, the opportunities that I'm given. Um, and then from, from that, this opportunity has afforded me to open up conversations and connect with people that I would never have done previously. Mm-hmm. You know, look at you two, we're family. Right? Yeah. Mm. And if it wasn't for this, you know, it would be another 10 years until we probably see <laughs> yeah. each other. It'll probably be a funeral. But we see each other, right? So, um, well, we missed your wedding, didn't we? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the less we talk about that, the better. Um, but, but yeah, t-shirt. T- t- well, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. I should have my mouth shut. Um, but yeah, uh, so, so from that side of things yeah it's um 
I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um, but yeah, f- so from from that kind of thing, it's it's allowed me to to speak to people and have the confidence to speak to people. If you think about a sales role, when you're going after a certain group of clientele, you're always going to be going after them. You're never really given the opportunity to widen that conversation. Whereas I can op- open up conversations with C-level of any any variety, VPs, directors, sales, marketing, HR, finance, support, services, everyone. I, I, I'm not locked down to one particular thing or person because what I do is applicable to everyone in a business, right? Yeah. Um, and, and lastly, the, the biggest thing, the biggest thing for me is the, the personal aspect. Um, and I don't mean being able to talk about the fact that I've got my own business or anything like that. That I don't care about. I don't care about bragging and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do care about is waking up in the morning and being able to get my son up. Yeah, yeah. You know, helping my wife feed 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 the boy um, while she's breastfeeding the girl. Yeah. You know, the boy's 15 months, the girl's only 15 weeks. Um, and that has been the biggest thing by far. It's challenging for my wife and I. We're living on top of each other, right? I, I, I work at home, then I live at home. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And there's, there's that element of things. So if you're thinking about setting up your own home office, remember that you're going to be in your partner's face all the time. Right? Put a lock yeah. on the door. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was that easy, right? Yeah. Um, so, so, so there's that element as well. But I've got plans to remediate that, and that will be when I'm in a position to do so. Uh, we've, I'm lucky. I've got quite a large garage. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to separate some of that garage out, and I'm going to have a little office separate to the house where I can literally just lock myself in there yeah. and think. But certainly, from a personal aspect, that has just been the winner. Um, you know, for 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 a long time, I was commuting back and forth to London when when my son was born leaving at six in the morning, getting home at seven in the night. I was only seeing him on the weekends and it got to a point when I was like, I do not want that to happen with my daughter. Um, so so that's kind of a very small reason why I decided to do Pastors Past to kind of set up my own independent thing. And uh, and yeah, so that absolutely. And also um, the opportunity, not just to be able to talk to business decision makers and all of that, but also people in the same boat, people that are thinking about it, people that have just done it, um, being a mentor, uh, for 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 likes of a better way of describing it, um, not in the sense that that I can offer a financial mm. mentorship or anything like that, but if people come up to me with questions, I've got no issues with mm. answering them. Might be wrong, might be right. Depends how they want to interpret mm-hmm. it. Um, and and then that has then meant, which quite nicely leads into the fact that I have been able to speak to people and have mentors now who are phenomenal. Yeah. In the world of social media, who um, are your business. mentors? Do you want to shout anyone out who's um, helping you? Adam Gray and, and Tim Hughes. Um, they are, if you think about social selling, um, Tim is probably the person who actually coined the idea. To be fair, mm. he 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 he's wrote a number of books and stuff like that. Um, he set up a company called DLA um, Ignite, of which I'm a, an associate of with Adam and a guy called Alex. Um, they're, they're just brilliant people, you know, full of knowledge, um, full of great stuff, good content. Um, I listen to what they say. Um, and then actually, to be fair, and it's going to sound really, really kind of like, oh, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but that's a, that's a sick sound for anyone that's interested. Um, but my mum and dad, you know, I, I, I gave a nod to him earlier on. But genuinely, um, my mum's a finance director. Um, so she's actually been able to guide me down certain things. Mm-hmm. She's very much a person that won't give me the help. Um, if if um, um, if I if I demand it, but if I genuinely ask for it because I do need the help, she'll certainly help me. And my dad, you know, 
he 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 looks at him like he's only a painter and decorator, right? But he's more than that. Mm. He's 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 had a he's had a you know a tough old life and all of that stuff. And there's a lot that I can learn from him in terms of kind of um, just being strong in mind, you know, to continue doing these things. So yeah, I think it's certainly um, them as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people probably say that to be fair, but yeah. And that's at the core of what we're trying to do here, right? Is the whole mentorship, the 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 mastermind ship in inverted commas, that kind of stuff is bringing people together because I think everybody has yeah. some level of skill or experience or knowledge that can be shared. And you know, when you everyone's experienced this, when you when you're trying to work through a problem, if you're trying to do it on your own, you get stumped. Yeah. And then suddenly you get more people in a room, and suddenly the power increases, and and suddenly ideas when everyone gets in tune ideas come out so yeah. um i think it's great you know to talk about that that side of things uh and you know really if anyone's out there that's looking for some for some, some support that yeah, you know louis yeah. could offer and or, or we can offer then you know it's all part of this this thing what so, um what would be your top tips for anyone who's thinking to do what you're doing you know two or three key things just to to bear in mind before getting cracked before get going don't rest on money as success um unless you're in the stock markets and stuff like that then <laughs> um, but yeah um, so, so definitely don't focus on that um give yourself time i didn't give myself time i expected to be turning over however much a year kind of thing and all of that stuff in my first three months of trading um but but certainly don't don't try and outpace yourself and your capabilities um and learn constructive feedback constructive criticisms you know if people are telling you these things it's because they're telling you for a reason don't 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 get defensive don't get your back up that people are saying something that you might not agree with take it learn from it and um and use it use it to your own advantage and um lastly enjoy it i know i know i've obviously talked about some of the stresses and stuff like that yeah but of course the stresses are there but they are just nothing when i think about the joy that I get from um, the work that I do with the people that I do with the companies that I do, um, which then offers me the chance to be better husband, better father, and that for me is is everything in my life. Um, and and yeah, so absolutely, those four things are, are paramount. People probably say more than that, um, but but for me on a personal level, those are what I care about. Um, and actually, I just want to add in there um, doing. Mm-hmm. don't just say you're gonna do it do it yeah, yeah. you know um might sound a bit odd when i say that i've got personal debt and all that stuff and and uh, and, and i just dropped everything and did it um but steve you alluded to it that you know if i parked this now and and went, came back to it i still have the same issues yeah the same thing would be is if i carried on saying oh, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm yeah, gonna yeah. do it i wouldn't end up doing it so um if you're going to commit to something, commit to it 100% and just go for it. Good man. Um, so I think we're we're almost done. Um, but how do people find you, mate? So you can find me on LinkedIn, naturally. LinkedIn Louis is what I used to get called back in the day. <laughs> um, so you can find me at linkedin.com forward slash the social sales chap. All one word. Um, highly recommend you sorting out your personal LinkedIn URLs. Um, if you want some information about that, just get in contact. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all my contact details actually, to be fair, are on my LinkedIn profile. If you can't search by you know the, the, the social sales chat thing, just look out for Llewellyn Louis Watkins. Um, 
Louis Watkins will show up. Um, L-E-W-I, not the L-O-U-I-S and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll come up. Uh, and also, if you search for social selling um, and things like that, usually those buzzwords bring me up in, mm -hmm. in the profile results. So that's how you can get in contact with me. And we'll also make sure we put a link to uh, Pass This Pass and to your profile via our website as well. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Thank you. Louis, you've got a considerable pair of bollocks on you to go into business <laughs> with a new baby on the way and debt. Yep. But you're making it work, mate. So well, I've got off. the kids already. I've got yeah. the kids already. There's not going to be a third. No. <laughs> no. But when you started this seven <laughs> months ago. it now. Oh, actually, yeah, no, that, that, fair point, mate. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is actually, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that. So that kind of gives you an idea. But you're making it work, mate. So it's very impressive. But just stick with it and keep going. It will be hard. Um, but hopefully we can create some a bigger support network for you through this as well. So Likewise as well. I'm a big advocate of what you guys are wanting to do. Um, I think giving a voice to people who were new in this journey and stuff mm -hmm. like that is yeah. instrumental in helping them succeed and helping you guys succeed and I don't think enough companies are doing it there are not enough people that are wanting to give a, a voice to the minnows so to speak They're yeah. all, it's all about clout right mm -hmm. and um, and it's nice to be able to contribute to something that is all about actually just trying to help people so yeah Good man. thank you for the opportunity cheers amazing. mate and thank you for being our first ever guest nice one cheers Dave cheers Steve nice one cheers Spot on. Huge thank you to Louis there for being the first ever guest on the Pocket Mastermind podcast. And as I said before, if you want to get hold of Louis, you can find him online at passispass.co.uk or linkedin.com, the social sales chat. And you can also find us online at pocketmastermind.com or on all of the major social media channels at Pocket Mastermind. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow, like, and share and help us spread the word. Until the next episode, thank you.